following is a presentation of Snake Tree Media. This is Pop Retro, a podcast devoted to pop culture and the only podcast in the world to feature retro 24-7 technology. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick and Michael Gross. Greetings, people of Earth. Greetings and salutations. I am Patrick Gross. I am my Gross. And this is Pop Retro. It's a podcast devoted to the ever-expanding field of pop culture, ladies and gentlemen. We're very excited. Thanks for tuning in. Today, it's going to be a very, very special episode of Pop Retro because we are going to talk about... Let me see. Should I give them some clues? What if I, what if I told you we're going to talk about somebody that walks around dressed in a red velvet suit? What if I told you that this person had a beard? What if I told you that this person's belly shook like a bowl full of jelly? No, it's not Zach Galifianakis. Right here on this very special holiday edition of Pop Retro. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. So let's keep that box of PS5s and put them on eBay. And then, oh, hello. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Pop Pop Retro. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. One of my favorite songs in the whole whole wide world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It's a song that makes me think of... That jolly old elf. Welcome back to Pop Retro. We are going to talk about, I gave you a little clue on the way into the commercial break. And uh, what do you think? Do you think anybody got it? I about guarantee they did. I mean, I don't know how you can. So if I'm talking about a guy walking around in a red velvet suit, a belly that shakes like a bowl full of jelly. What's some of the other stuff? Uh, Rosy cheeks, long white beard. Danny DeVito. (laughs) Oh, Oh, not Danny DeVito. Not even close to Danny DeVito, but that would be interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are talking about... Or do you want to reveal it, or who, who's going to reveal it? Like, nobody knows that we're talking about Santa Claus. Right, right, right. I'm the worst magician in, in the history of magicians, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> a verbal sleight of hand, and I, I didn't land. But ultimately, we're talking about Santa Claus. He has many names. St. Nicholas, Father Christmas, St. Nick, Chris Kringle, Santa. I think uh, Wodan, I think, is the Germanic... Reference to uh, Santa Claus is the Dutch reference to Santa Claus. Anyway, we're not here to do a deep dive on the uh, uh, history. Right. We're here to talk about Santa Claus and his place in pop culture. Dude, I don't think you and I have talked about this. I don't think there's a, you know, outside of being a deity, I, I don't think there is a more iconic figure in the world, right? Like, no, I agree. I mean, just going back to your clues at the beginning, I, I don't think that you could give, you know, just a simple clue. And I'd be surprised if probably at least nine out of 10 people didn't right away get what you were talking about. I mean, it's like you see a cake with candles on it. You just automatically say birthday cake. I mean, just our context, like you said, the pop culture, just our uh, history of it. Uh, just It's just something everybody knows. And I guess what's so interesting to me about Santa Claus is he is equal parts Fact and fiction. He is legend. He is myth. Uh, Joseph Campbell talked about the power of myth. 
It's incredible in a, in a relatively short period of time what we've turned Santa Claus into or what Santa Claus has be- become, depending on uh, your perspective. But think about it. He's in movies. He's in songs, TV shows, poems. We probably don't even realize it, but he is one of the biggest holiday spokespersons for food, sodas, beer, just you go down the list. Coca-Cola. His association with Coca-Cola is, I, I mean, that's iconic. In fact, didn't he get his look? I think the way we see Santa Claus, the modern way of looking at Santa Claus, like up until, I don't know, the turn of the century, he was like this guy covered in uh, deer skin or bear skin and uh, a weird candle hat or something. I don't know. But but Coca-Cola really is what created the modern image of Santa Claus, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, just uh, looking at the history of how we perceived, how we viewed Santa up to that point. I mean, again, again, the big question is not, you know, if he exists, but it's just, you know, what does he look like? And so, yes, I think Coca-Cola really uh, gave us our modern image of, you know, what Santa looks like. And actually goes back to uh, 19, I think 1931. And uh, the illustrator for them, uh, Haddon Sunblom, I think you say his name. There was an ad that appeared in the Saturday Evening Post and went on to several years after that. But I think the original one was in 1931. And uh, that's kind of set the stage for, you know, our modern image of Santa. You know, that red and white, obviously the Coke influence there. We were talking about uh, I think you and I were talking about the Christmas Chronicles uh, with um, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. And it's funny because in that movie, he kind of uh, addresses certain parts of his mythology <laughs> that, that, that maybe Santa wouldn't be cool with. I, I thought that was uh, like, I can't remember what it was. I think you and I talked about this. Was it the ho, ho, ho or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, my, uh, my son, um, six years old, be, soon be seven. He uh, loves that movie. and uh, But yeah, this one scene, one of the young stars in the movie uh, asked him to say ho, ho, ho. And he looks at her and says, I don't say ho, ho, fake news. <laughs> he just loves that. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, and then, and that's one of the things. It's kind of like that whole thing. Uh, I remember like something we did in church one time, and I'm sure you've seen this happen. Like they start the, somebody tells somebody something on one side of the room, and by the time it makes it all the way back around through the room, it has changed. It's become distorted and, and uh, embellished. But I think the coolest thing about Santa Claus is uh, you could make a superhero movie about Santa Claus because he's got a costume. Mm-hmm. He's yep. he's got sidekicks. He's got a bunch of sidekicks. Uh, he's got he's got a car. Think about it. He is like has this hidden place where like base or what do you want to call it, headquarters? Absolutely. And so to me, it's like this again. You say the power of myth. We can both concede that his uh, myth started from actual history, and it became something else. Uh, it represented something else. It's so funny. It's like Halloween. Modern Halloween kind of started in the 30s in America. And of course, the candy companies and the people who make costumes and all this other stuff went, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, special. Uh, so the Halloween's kind, of, Halloween's kind of the same way. It's like, you know, it's just this commercial enterprise. And uh, obviously, Charlie Brown found and we see today that the commercialism is rampant. If we can weed through all that, uh, we can still, like you said, see the virtue in it and be a time that we can be a, a little extra kind to people, be a little extra charitable and giving. And uh, so, so yeah, so 
Well, and at, at his core, it's not to me. It's not that Santa Claus is giving people gifts. Uh, the point I think that we miss is he only gives gifts to people who are not jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think that is really the core of the Santa legend or, or whatever. It's kind of like um, Daniel Day Lewis. Like, we know Daniel Day Lewis is real. We just don't know the real Daniel Day Lewis. But Santa Claus is present in so much media. He's literally everywhere. Even the um, even the military, even the U.S. military has a Santa application. Uh, NORAD mm-hmm. they track Santa every year. NORAD, get out of my way! Why do they follow me every year? Which I mean, they got to do that because you don't want Santa Claus getting creamed by a seven four seven. Oh, yes, right? absolutely. He is present in songs. We came back into the break from uh, Here Comes Santa Claus, one of my favorite songs. Uh, Santa Claus is back in town also. A really cool Elvis. It's the Elvisy version of Santa Claus. Even Elvis has created uh, some of the allure of the cool guy in the coming to town once a year with a sack on his back. Yeah, um, and you mentioned uh, uh, Christmas Chronicles earlier um, in one scene in the movie Kurt Russell as Santa. Uh, performs um, Santa Claus back in yeah town. yeah sorry <laughs> my mind like we were just talking about it so yeah and uh, which is kind of I think that uh, for those who don't remember uh, Kurt Russell played Elvis on the big screen once before and so I'm sure that was part of uh, that whole reason for having that song and it was very Elvis ish <laughs> when you were just talking about him doing that song you have no idea my guts were about to explode to say and this is the trivia uh, that's why we're doing this podcast because you and I both have this this uh, deep well of useless information I wanted to spout off and say the thing about Elvis about Kurt oh, sorry about that <laughs> Still, oh, you went out your but, there. well when you did it I was cheering for you it was like uh, I wanted to hit the home run, but he hit it. And I was like, yeah, my point is I just didn't want to miss that little nugget. And I'm so glad that you and I are so obsessed with the stuff that we both knew that. So, yeah, but anyway. I would recommend that movie, by the way. Uh, my six-year-old son, I mentioned earlier, he really enjoys it. I enjoy it. And uh, part two recently came out and uh, both of them, I think, are really enjoyable and really well done. And I would highly recommend those two. No, I, I haven't seen part two. I saw part one and I agree. It's uh, Pottersville. Have you seen Pottersville yet? I have not. No, it's uh, it's an interesting. Uh, you just got to watch it. It's got Michael Shannon in it, and it is a Christmas story. It is kind of a retelling of It's a Wonderful Life, but in a very uh, funny, abstract way. Okay, uh, so it's worth a watch. It, there may or may not be a Bigfoot aspect to this film. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that right there is now. It's a it's a must watch. I I love the fact that I can see your face because your face was all bright and then. And when I said the word Bigfoot, <laughs> it looked like somebody hit you in the face with a with a, a, a spatula or something. It took me by surprise. And and all, by the way, for those who don't realize this, uh, we are we are not in the same location. We're several hundred miles apart recording this. So, and he can't see me, but I can see him. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen part two. I want to see part two. And uh, uh, but let's talk about that for a second. So Santa Claus in movies, obviously there's Santa Claus mm-hmm. or the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And how many? I think they've made like seven of those. Or something. <laughs> Tim Allen just won't go away. I mean, say what you want to about the guy, but he is like enduring. He is. Uh, we watched uh, actually watched Christmas with the Cranks last night. But but yeah, the Santa Claus. Uh, I think there's three of those. Maybe there may be more, but at least, at least three. I honestly really love. Uh, 
that first movie, I was like, wow, that is a really cool way to open the door into the world of Santa Claus. And like, what would you do if your dad was Santa Claus? What would you do? Not not even your dad. Like, what would you do if your neighbor was Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, after the first, I've seen parts of the other two. But yeah, I agree. It's definitely a different angle, different approach to thinking about Santa and the whole Christmas spirit. But what's another good Santa Claus movie? Uh, I mean, you can't talk about Santa, I, th- I don't think, anyway. Maybe you can, but you can't talk about Santa without uh, talking about the classic Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, man. I, in fact, I liked the remake. The I think it was 994 uh, when that film came out. I had the guy from... Uh, the guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be the best remake I've ever seen. The guy from, not, not the guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> what am I going to do with you, man? See what I have to deal with? I've had to deal with this my entire life. Uh, uh, the, the, what is his name? I can't believe that I can't. And not only that, I, I, feel, uh, I feel so ill-prepared right at the moment. And you know why? Because I am. Uh, n- not Sam Neill. What? <laughs> Richard Richard Attenborough, he played Santa Claus in uh, the remake of that film, which that guy was in every movie ever made. Oh, yeah. He's been very, very prolific uh, actor. So Richard Attenborough, who else was in that movie, the remake? And, and what year was it? I'm looking right now. 94. Oh, I hit it right on the head. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I've actually never seen the remake, so I don't, I'm kind of clueless with that one. I highly recommend it. And, and I'll, uh, here's why I recommend it. I think the most beautiful thing about that movie is, and you and I have talked about remakes before and what we don't like, you know, the original, uh, it was so stylized. It was so classic that you think, well, if I remake this movie, I'm going to have to, I'm really going to have to go all out. Mm -hmm. And just the, the, uh, the photography and the, the, they, you can't tell what, year it was supposed to be and i think that's the cool thing about it they they kind of captured this timeless thing but even the look of that movie i don't know if they shot with a certain lens or something like that but it looks like it was shot in like the 50s instead of Hmm. uh the 90s and the original i think well no i think sebastian cabot played santa claus in one of the uh, Miracle on 34th remakes. The original um, was uh, Edmund Gwynn was uh, in the 1947, the original one. And he, Edwin Gwynn was, he was a comedian, right? Like, or at least he was a comic actor. I think he was, but uh, you can actually listen to the original cast perform that. There's a program called the Lux Hollywood Theater. And uh, what they do is they take classic movies back in the day. You know, if, if you wanted somebody to come and watch your movie or you didn't get to go watch the movie, you'd do a radio performance. So they would get, they got the original cast together and I, I actually own it in my audible. So you can, you can actually download okay. this stuff and uh, you can actually hear the original cast members act this film out. Uh, I, I really wasn't, like I said, I, I didn't know Sebastian Cabot had played Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Who else is somebody that's famous that's played Santa Claus? Uh, in any movie or just, Oh, just some notable. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Ed Asner and Elf. Oh yeah. Ed Asner. The thing is other than, Certain ones I don't really know. I mean, I can think of a bunch of uh, movies where Santa was in, but I don't know that I know exactly who played in them. Well, for what it's worth, how's this? I still want. I still would pay good money to see Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I had a Jeff Goldblum impression. Maybe I can just do a sound drop right here. 
This is our third episode, and two out of three of our episodes, I have mentioned Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what if we could get Jeff Goldblum to do this podcast? That would be so awesome. If you're out there, Jeff Goldblum, if you happen, if this happens to get into the hands of Jeff Goldblum, first of all, I just want to say I love Jeff Goldblum. He is like, you may not have even known that. He is like one of my favorite celebrities. He's one of my favorite actors, and he has this great show on Disney+. Plus. It's it's pretty much like Jeff Goldblum goes around and just does stuff that Jeff Goldblum has no business. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Goldblum, if you're out there, uh, Hit us up. have your yeah, have your people call our people. And we don't have any people. So maybe you can <laughs> have your people get us some people. Uh, anyway, that would be pretty cool. Um, or I just want to see if there's some evidence of Jeff Goldblum as Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. What about Santa Claus in song? Oh, wow. We kind of alluded to Santa Claus in song, but there are so many santa claus songs rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh jolly old saint nicholas here comes santa claus santa claus is coming to town okay yeah. <laughs> it's up to me to list off every santa claus <laughs> you're like oh you're doing fine Keep going. I, I was drawing a blank i didn't have any written down and uh i don't know if you see my list here um i've got music and it's and it's blank <laughs> okay. i didn't quite get to that part <laughs> See, I, I know we can't, but I would love to keep that whole section in the house. And of course, there's the uh, somewhat creepy, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I don't know. I got nothing, man. That's I've exhausted my list, thus proving my point uh, invalid. Bottom line is there's a long list of songs that are either about Santa Claus or at least mention Santa Claus. In fact, there was like this study a couple of years ago um, and I might have that song. I might put, play a little bit of that song right here. Put your stocking to the very top. Put your coffee in a Christmas cup. And the children sing as the church bells ring everywhere. Snowfall faster, go get Santa now. Christmas, there was a study a few years ago that had this song, and using artificial intelligence, this song was written by the AI. Huh. And it's it's kind of crazy when you listen to it. You feel like you've heard it before because they actually recorded it. They actually got some singers in a band, and they actually recorded it and did a video for it. And it's crazy because you sit there and go, I know I've heard this song before, but you have not heard the song. The reason you feel that way is because in this algorithm... They picked out the things that make us like Christmas songs. So sleigh bells. One of the first things you think of is either Christmas yeah, or Santa Yeah, I mean, even if it's not this time of year, if you hear sleigh bells, that's where your mind goes, or at least mine. The other things, it talks about family. It talks about snow. It talks about Christmas trees. It talk But if you listen to this song, it's so crazy because the AI put together this song based on the way we think and... When you listen to it, it's crazy because you feel like, because it's got all of these touchstones in it, you feel like you've heard it before. Nobody had heard it. It didn't exist until this computer uh, wrote it. Um, poems. Poems really gave us, I guess that would be our first glimpse into what Santa Claus looked like in verbiage instead of an actual 
photo or a picture. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. A poem. A visit from St. Nicholas, better known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, 1823, uh, authorship is kind of uh, debated, but yeah, uh, A Visit from St. Nicholas uh, or Twas the Night Before Christmas. And um, originally gave, uh, I don't know if, if we've mentioned him, the... Um, Thomas Nast. It kind of helped a lot of his the way he uh, he was an illustrator or cartoonist actually. The way he uh, illustrated Santa was more used some of the features in there that was you know covered in soot and not necessarily what we know today. And then kind of going back to what we was talking about earlier, I mean Coca Cola kind of built on Nast illustration and also based on this poem. Uh, you know, being the jolly, bowl full of jelly. And uh, it's kind of a combination of the of those two worlds. That's kind of where we're at today. And um, speaking of Nass, just kind of random. Uh, did you know Thomas Nass, whose illustration of Saint Nick, Santa Claus, appeared in Harper's Weekly in the 1920s? He mm. is also he is responsible. He's the person responsible for giving us the Republican elephant and the Democratic Party donkey. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Especially, goodness, in this day and age, that's uh, terribly interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would, I'll would. i take Santa over those right now. <laughs> well done on the Santa Claus, at least. Uh, I wasn't aware that there was uh, a controversy surrounding the authorship. Are those the same things? Or is Twice the Night Before Christmas uh derivative of a visit from St. Nicholas? That's a really good question. Um, and I don't have an exact answer on that. Um, as I was reading, it didn't say it was just a derivative of it. But I guess now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking of it, now that you mention it, I guess there would have to be some differences. I mean... Or there would be, like, to me, it just seems like if they were one and the same, you would call one one and then have a subtitle in parentheses or whatever. Uh, that's not my problem, thank goodness. But... Uh, I, I'm just curious. You said that about the uh, the, the authorship, and I, I wasn't even aware that there was any uh, discrepancy or anything. Our point is Santa Claus is everywhere. He has been everywhere in one way or another. And going back to my analogy earlier, basically, Santa Claus started as one idea on this side of the room. And by the time he worked his way through all the way to the other side of the room, he's definitely, uh, Santa Claus has both influenced and has been influenced, I think, by the culture that he pervades, ladies and gentlemen. Santa Claus, he's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. As we're closing, do, do you have a favorite toy that you got from Santa Claus? I think I think we talked about this. Uh, yeah, I think the one that always comes to mind, I mean, there's a few that really stand out, but I guess the one that always comes to mind and uh, is... Um, um, the Coleco, I think it's the company, uh, electronic quarterback. Um, nothing fancy, <laughs> but you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of fun. Yeah, I do. I remember that thing, and it was just so primitive. Like in, in the world of, like I'm sure I don't know. Micah would probably. I, I don't know. Maybe it would be like a fidget spinner kind of thing because I remember like everybody had that thing, and. It's just like little red dashes that you basically are moving up and down, right? Yeah, like yeah. Is that, I, I'm trying yeah, to remember. No graphics it, but it was whatsoever, just, just red dashes that stood for the defense and offense. And and I remember the uh, the thing I loved about that was the click of the buttons. There was something about the click. It seemed like there were like what two buttons or. Uh, or gosh, I couldn't tell you right without seeing it. It's been so long. If somebody out there has a picture of this electronic quarterback, we. Or I guess we could post that. Yeah, yeah, we'll post that. And, uh, if you have one, like an original one that you, you would like to get rid of, I, I could, uh, uh, I'd, be, I'd be willing to entertain offers. <laughs> if you want to get rid of it, I can 
Well, we can talk. No, that would be awesome. Uh, for me, and I, it, this is so strange. It's like I, I told you that it, I remember us getting this really cool hook and ladder fire truck one year. And I feel like I remember being so excited about that. I guess the fire truck is the thing that stands out in my head, but that's weird because I told you, I, I, I don't know that I remember that as a, a memory. I know I've seen a bunch of pictures of this fire truck and we were pretty young, uh, but I just remember being in the floor, just enjoying it. So if it's a real memory, then that is probably the the thing that I, I felt or at least that I, I still remember that I go, yeah. wow, I remember we got a football one year. That was pretty cool. I, that seems so insignificant. And Star stupid, Wars uh, tasers, I think it was, wasn't it? it was, was it Star Wars or was it? Oh, uh, oh uh, uh, Star Trek. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. It was Star Trek, the phasers. Yeah. Yeah. Had. I remember that. That was pretty cool. That really makes us sound old, but <laughs> well, uh, the shoe fits where it. Anyway, the thing I guess that I love the most about Santa Claus and Christmas in general is just it's there's such a nostalgia attached to him. And so when I think of him, I think of Christmas has gone by and uh, I have kids. You have a, a son now. Uh, so there is like this. That's the reason I said, don't be afraid to indulge in uh, a little uh Good, clean fun with yeah, make kids. some memories and, and have uh, some fun eat a lot of junk food <laughs> eat a lot of junk food and uh watch all the christmas movies listen to all the christmas songs and uh something that i i still do to this day is i sit down in a in a room with all the lights out uh, other than the christmas tree and i just put music on i just put eddie arnold's christmas or chet atkins christmas or the Walton's Christmas, and I go back to a time when I everything was uh, pretty simple and pretty sweet. Anyway, please network with us in all the appropriate places. Where would that be? On Instagram, you can find us at Pop Retro Podcast, and on the World Wide Web, popretropodcast.com. There you go. Get on over there. You guys have a wonderful holiday season. We will be back eventually. Make sure you share this with your friends and, and all that other stuff. Uh, but anyway, just be well. We'll see you next episode. It's time for us to get out here. I'm Patrick Gross. And I'm Mike Gross. And this is Pop Retro. Thanks for listening. Pop Retro is a presentation of Snake Tree Media. Network with the Pop Retro Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or by visiting popretropodcast.com. No robots were harmed in the making of this podcast.